Hello, Paragon Marathon fans. Welcome to this week's episode of Paragon Marathon Movie Club, in which we review and talk about and gush over, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Just a quick word before the podcast proper starts. We were together in person for this recording, which we usually are not. It was a wonderful bunch of sibling revelry, but the audio is a bit of a different situation here, so please bear with us. I think it's all perfectly listenable. Just, uh, you know, a little breathy here and there, a little shuffly, perhaps, but I don't think that it will impede your enjoyment. We do a lot of singing and grunting, so I mean, that speaks for itself. Please enjoy the episode, and thank you for listening. Creep up on a podcast, yeah. Creep up on a podcast. Creep up on the podcast. Bumpity bump, bump, bumping, sip of coffee. (laughs) Look at Tommy go. You're doing a Frosty the Snowman bit, yes? Not intentionally. I feel like... Mrs. Hogs wallop. That was great. I just need some in phrases. <laughs> Put myself Do you not have an in intro? Here. No. Yeah, guys. Big How do you get to John Goodman's voice? It's so much deeper. There's He has something yeah. weird going boys, on Boys, boys. That's close. Frog. <laughs> Evil bullfrog, Dan. <laughs> if you pay for my lunch so I don't have a scholar upstairs, I will show you a delightful business opportunity to sell Bibles. It's pretty good. <laughs> it sort of went almost Cosby, and that's yes. terrible. Mm. In sorrow, I've seen podcasts all my days. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Is it? You have such a gift. <laughs> you both do. Shucks. Beautiful voices. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope that's <laughs> partially usable. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paragon Marathon Movie Club. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> 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 I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> that's it? Uh, yeah, I don't know how to incorporate No, that's it. great. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> Dabber Dan, man. Dabber Dan, man. Do you want me to do it again? You yeah. can if you want. If you, you want to run at it. We thought you was a toad. I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's here. I work for no man. <laughs> I have no name. Except Tom. I'm Tom. Awesome. <laughs> Tom. Welcome to podcast. Welcome to Paragon Marathon Movie Club number four. Oh, three, four, four, four. Yeah. Count them off. We've done Batman Returns. We've done um, uh, Hook. The we've mask. We've done the mask. Was in there. The mask. The. And now number four, Joel and Ethan, or just Joel Cohen's? <laughs> Is it both of them? It's the Cohen brothers. Yeah. The Cohen brothers. Oh, brother, where art thou? Starring George Clooney, John Turturro, Tim Blake Nelson. And Holly Hunter. Good work. I did not have that memorized. Nice. You were correct, sir. John Goodman is probably fifth. Bill. John Featuring there. Johannes Goodman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Good Goodman. Good, <laughs> good man. Uh, what year was that? Is it? Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a good question. Great question. Of course, the answer is. I don't know. Frantic uh, Googling. 2000. It's l- literally the most. I would not have guessed that. That's so sick. But it yeah, makes no, that makes sense. sense. I had seven more years until I graduated to have this in road trips and mm-hmm. on family movie nights. Family movie nights. I don't know how many times we watched it all together. We had the DVD. That more was than a big once, thing. for sure. DVDs were hot, new tech. And that's yeah, right. We owned it. Yep. And um, I don't know if we saw it in theaters or not, but it was beloved by the IP kids. Almost certainly not. 
I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe mom we and dad did, did love it. and then they bought it. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> Do not speak for me. I'm I the enjoy side of this debate. <laughs> yeah, I, a sour, joyless loser, see no reason to love this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to. I, I was excited to do this because it's in all of my memories of like songs that I think of every now and then but I didn't realize how fun a movie it is and then on top of that it is based off of the Odyssey which leads perfectly from our last episode talking about uh, a new adaption and maybe how uh, the audience can appreciate some of the tone like uh, themes of a story without it being exactly the story it translates really well into a modern mindset. So it's exciting to go through with that yeah. perspective. It's doing a lot of the like mental work for you visually and with atmosphere, right? Yeah. Like we see the implied social in, uh, ramifications of slavery mm-hmm. and what jail looked like and how you could keep a man from his family <laughs> for seven years, I think. Or how long is... George Clooney away from home before he goes back? I don't even think it's that... I it's thought he not said, that long. Like, it's been, like, a year. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but, uh, so that does conflict with Odysseus's... Like, oh, yeah. Time but, is ephemeral. Yeah, like, it, it's mostly, like, the, you know, this tone of, like, a blasted post-cataclysm world, which, like, the Depression was everywhere, but especially the South had, like, the Dust Bowl, so it was, like, apocalyptic mm-hmm. and houses were falling apart and families were falling apart and people were cutting each other's throats and like it does that all so deftly yeah. like basically it's the oh there's like a nice classical way of phrasing it but it's something along the lines of like man was un- inhospitable to man huh. like an age where man was inhospitable to that's not it but it's something like that but yeah we want to talk about hospitality laws specifically we're running a theme through our odyssey episode and that's something that very uh, important comes up here, uh, how it's taken advantage of. <laughs> I'm oh, dying. gosh. What are you laughing at? The quietest <laughs> swallow ever did. The audience will never have known. never have <laughs> And known. I'm the fool for stumbling, <laughs> yeah. witnessing such a spectacle. Wow. <laughs> Recording in one of the spaces is hard. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, but it's yeah. amazing because, uh, yeah, th- this is a great dimension that I can... I love that I could fuck with both of you without saying, without making noise. Without crosstalk, yeah. <laughs> it's a new power. <laughs> Get out of here. You both have powerful faces. <laughs> oh my goodness. This, yeah, this definitely adds a new challenge and joy. Yeah, maybe one day we'll recover our only other in-person episode that was lost to the, oh, the Satan cloud. Part 2. Yeah. Satan Part 2. Yeah. Shit. That'll the be our first episodes. Patreon reward. But... Uh, Let's talk about this. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's get this movie. we got a lot to say about this movie, obviously. So we're just going to take it whatever comes to mind, beginning to end, roughly. Oh, you forgot about our favorite recurring segment, Tom. It's time for a 10-second recap. Oh, shit, I did forget about it. Right? I think that was it. Who's turn to jingle? It's just me. Oh, I've been fearing for weeks <laughs> after I absolutely nailed the mask one. I think Sarah's currently the uh, top of the leaderboard for the 10 second recap. Was it at three minutes? Mine was definitely longer. (laughs) My last one was six seconds, and it's like you guys aren't acknowledging that. I feel like if it's under 10 seconds, then it doesn't count. Closest to without going up? We need exactly 10. 10 plus. Okay. 10 plus second recap. We're going to get like a big angry looking clock in the same room as us so we can stare it down while we try this. (laughs) Okay. Bring it Uh, on, buddy. But until then... Ready. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Are you already counting? She's already doing the clock movies. doing with my arms. Do it! I forgot. Do the thing! I forgot the movie. I thought about this segment too hard. Do you want me to do it? (laughs) A man breaks out of jail with his two new best friends to get back and see his wife not find a secret treasure that he had lied about. Then he tries to get his wife and all the things that happened were in the Odyssey. Okay. Nailed it. For shortness sake, that was on the nose. Done. We did that. We did it. Dan's batting a thousand. Yeah, if you don't like the segment, you have to change the name of it to make it your (laughs) two-minute recap that's very informative. (laughs) That's not my style. Full-blown, luxuriously paced. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I think that's good enough. This is a a movie about all the things that we've said so far, and it starts with them on a chain gang. Mm-hmm. We we really just see the chain gang. Oh man, I meant to. 
and look into this there is a, a famous song but i took yes. notes on this uh, and a awesome. really nice story that the coen brothers so uh, this movie is full of music and the first song that plays is called um i think it's called i have it here uh, poe lazarus oh yeah so like poor lazarus so it's from like 1925, I think, and uh, it was by James Carter, and he was on a chain gang. Uh, like was, a real chain like, gang. Like literally, they recorded prisoners in 1925. So um, he was paid twenty thousand dollars and credited a four decade old lead vocalist performance uh, in prison work song used in the. Uh, I'm, Okay, let me do this again. No, I think that, I think you got that across, and I, I anyway, know it. Like, they, they found to... the guy who was in the original recording. They found the Whoa. guy! And they paid him for using this very traditional, like, chain gang song. Yeah. That had been, like, authentically recorded, like, 90 years ago. Yeah, and the song is ago. essentially, like, bad ballad. Bad man ballad is the, the idea of it. But, like, poor Lazarus, like, that seems... Yeah. On the nose and perfect. So, it really sets the scene of, like, this... These are... You know, morally gray at best men <laughs> escaping. Uh, oh, sure, sure. I, you're talking about how it sets the tone for the three characters? Because we yeah. actually don't see them until after this song. Oh, I guess not. Like, it's just, like, I, I took it, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm certainly agreeing that, like, yeah. this has a lot of thematic relevance to this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, I just think it's cool how it's to set up how bleak life space, is. And it's yeah. essentially, like, this is, like, a, you know, a. If not slavery, it's evoking, like, you know, black suppression. Yeah. Black oppression. Yes. This is um, the Jim Crow South. Like, it's... Is it even Jim Crow yeah. yet? Parts, parts of this movie confounded me. I don't know if I'll keep this in or not, but, like, I did have this thought a lot where it's like, this is a movie that uses the imagery of slavery a lot, but it's also just that it uses the imagery of, like... I think it's meant to, it? Yeah. I think it's meant to blur this line because like being a prisoner is like being a slave and that's true in like the Odyssey comparison sense like yeah. to, to to the the Greek story mm. where slavery is like a reality of life and to the fact that while slavery wasn't legal it was essentially still in place as like a tool of oppression and is you know maybe to this day with the prison system in the US Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just like you know the general culture of white supremacy so like is the movie I was grappling with, like, is the movie doing this cool line-blurring thing and just making me think about those two things interchangeably? Or is it, like, this is a story about three white guys, but, like, we want you to think about what slavery is like a lot to contextualize their zany experience. There was some, like, uh, arguments of, like, well, there's, like, a couple black characters, and some of them, you know, the Spike Lee term, like, the magical Negro. Am I allowed to say that? I hope so. I think you are because that is I a thing quoting. in discourse. And, yes. Yeah. Right. So I don't feel good. Anyway. Oh God. All right. No. We are, and like uh, if I keep this in for some reason, like allow we're using you know, uh, figuratively, but like trying to be respectful. But like it has to. It's a discourse term. It is a term. There's but, always this risk of us not being qualified to discuss. Absolutely. Dance space. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing our best. Yeah, I mean, I guess this three white cut. Canadians. <laughs> fraught, All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, the it's term fraught, y'all. the term is like the essentially like the character who sells his soul to the devil yeah. and the blind seer um, are doing things that, in a sense, are very magical and adding to the story. In that yeah, they move sense, the plot forward in a miraculous way, relatively. Exactly. But then it's also like including people in a story that otherwise would have been a white story. Yeah. Um, who very much were a part of life and culture contextually in the space where the story takes place. So, yeah. like, I think that I did what I always do and brought up two, like, pretty reasonable interpretations mm-hmm. that are in opposition to one another. And now you don't know where <laughs> right. to go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is, is either it's whatever I want it to be or... It must be discarded. Yeah. I, well, I think, subjectivity. Uh, like, there's a scene very close to the end where a lot of racism is assumed and established, like, in a man appealing to a crowd to, like, <laughs> allow for... Like, they desecrated so our sacred, secret organization, right? Like, he's... He's hardly winking to it. He's just saying, like, this is how the world no, is. No, he literally winks to it. Yeah, yeah. on my same time, yeah. He literally, well, because they, 
is you is or is you ain't my constituency. Yeah. Is you is or is you ain't my constituency. He's like, a very good villain. They, they literally are there to support him. So he kind of hopes that they're, you know, on his side in this sense of, like, my certain secret society. Like yeah, that. he believes everyone is like him, right? That seems yeah. like a reasonable belief, given how large-scale that KKK I was, yeah. Looking at it with that perspective, like, watching it as a kid, I always thought, like, oh, they're just at, like, a town meeting. I didn't realize they were at his political campaign there to support <laughs> Homer. Yeah. And not Papio Day. Yeah, it's weird that crashes it. Crashed yeah. it. Yeah. And fucking rubs it in his face. It's great. He, he steals it. Yeah. He turns it into his event. <laughs> That's hardcore. Yep. What I would love to do is hear, because I don't know if we have time to go through every beat, because I literally love every beat of the story. Yeah. But uh, it would be nice to keep it in order, kind of. Yeah. Look, yeah, I would, I would, I would you don't mind. have to be beholden to plot. Go I on. would love to hear what your standout parts are. Maybe that could be a section we could yeah. do. Yeah. Um, um, I like the beginning. A lot. It it just ticks like it let yeah, we start with the Odyssey title card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. it's not like we have it's literally the invocation of the muse yeah. that we read out from our two different translations last time. And then we're right there into uh, that Paul Lazarus song, mm-hmm. and then into them escaping and like a fun little montage. But the first thing they encounter after like getting the stakes set, we got to get to this treasure within four days. Yeah, uh, we get like the. Just like a very clearly mythical character in the Blind Prophet, mm-hmm. um, so Tiresias like, showed up, but he has no name. It's it's brave though to make a movie in the year two thousand that's just like we're going to be fun and silly and fast paced, and we're also going to wear this sense of like magic and mythology like just like on our sleeve. It's not subtext. It's like this is it's literally magical it. adventure. <laughs> it's so badass. It, like, it was rad. Yeah, it was so magical fun. realism. For real, though. And I don't know if this movie's magical realism. I, I think you can make the that. argument, if like, depending... Because it's really just the precognition, right? Like, is the only explicit magic. The other thing, like, the divine flood could be coincidence. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, they get told by the blind prophet that fate has vouchsafed their reward. Among like, other things, but that's... The you will get a treasure, it will not be the fortune that you seek, that you find... You will see a cow on a roof. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, Chekhov's roof cow. He's gotta put something literal in there. Yeah, for so them. So you know. So you know. Yep. And then George Clooney can be like, "Wow, oh <laughs> golly!" But uh, I'm, I'm excited I'm gonna to refer talk to about him as Everett from now on. But yeah, George Clooney plays Everett, whose real name is Ulysses. Yeah, right? amazing. It's, what Ulysses Everett Mc- McGill? McGill? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Right. Just uh, fun names. It's part of his characterization, the movie is characterizing him as like a, you know, fast-talking Odysseus type, mm-hmm. almost immediately. Yep. But uh, atheism, his atheism is, or, and like his appeal to logic and reason and sort of like, well, not sort of explicit defiance of the gods mm-hmm. is like kind of his character separator from uh, yeah, Delmar skeptic, and Pete. But he also like believes in his own sort of myth that he can keep writing over top of everyone. That's so like, well put. Right, we find out that he's in jail for practicing law without a license. His new plan is to get someone to fake him a dentist license. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Become a dentist just because. Right? Just he is whoever he says he is. And if he can talk fast and pleasant enough, you'll believe him. And he does. Yeah. And it's like, is that... Because obviously that's not exactly Odysseus, who is a noble king, but it feels very authentically character of Odysseus. So I guess it's just more about, like, in this time. Yeah, because there's, like, ten different times when Odysseus just makes up a, like, D&D character of himself. Like, he establishes a whole backstory and just isn't going to tell you he's Odysseus yet. Interesting. Yeah, that's so so identity for, uh, uh, identity theft is a canonical Odysseus power. I am no man. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, one thing that I, the next thing I think is that, um, maybe I've already said this, but I just think this movie does such an incredible job of, like, uh, place and setting mm-hmm. and, like, feel like having a lot of atmosphere. Like, they're running through the fields and they're stealing a chicken and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're on the lamb. And then the first real place that we settle down is pete's cousin's house yeah and like we open on like a blasted hot landscape with all these like little destroyed machines and Mm -hmm. damaged sheds and stuff and then we 
go to the hog wallop farm and see that they're like on their last horse that they've eaten and it's just starting to go bad and everything is like trash and terrible and the kid who is defending the home is like are you with the government or are you a lawyer and he's like ready to kill them yeah (laughs) and and delmar's like the census man last week and delmar's like good boy yeah (laughs) uh in my read, like, I'm going to have so much fun just making allusions to the Homer, but this is Cersei's Island. It is sort of shelter where they get food. The mother has essentially been turned into a pig, if you like, because she is R-U-N-N-O-F-E. Oh, my just God. Is a pig. And when they get kicked on out of there, they go and get uh, baptized, which is the underworld. That's it's coming back as a new life. Would it be? Because I always thought, like, it would be... The scene where they're going to get hung because of the fear of, like, they're going, you know, to hell. That is acceptance of death, and, like, that is Hades literally trying to bring them back down. Which doesn't line up to Odysseus as much, but, like, there is a divine antagonist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, just depending on the mood, he could be Poseidon. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I want to talk about the the death, almost death and flood scene in great detail. Right. But we could do that later. We should get to it after. But, yeah. It's, like, that is all going on, and it's just so amazing. Yeah. yeah. But now, damn, we're in a tight spot. Yeah, this scene. Okay, I lost my mind because every beat is funny. Every beat. Uh, first of all, how many times does he say, damn, we're in a tight spot? I didn't count it, sure. but... It's two yeah. or three. It's every time, and even when they cut away yeah. behind the police, you can hear it from far away. Yeah. Like, the sound design is so good. I'm like, damn, we're in a tight spot. Amazing. Uh... <laughs> Him arguing with his cousin, uh, Pete. Mm-hmm. Pete goes hard. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you! Yeah. <laughs> like, like in fully... front of the cops! Yeah. I don't understand what you could get away with in the 30s, but I guess he had nothing to lose. Pete has a code of honor that the law does not apply to. Yeah, right? He point. is, like, he is living by his rules. Yeah. Which are, like, kindness to kin. Kin is everything. <laughs> but And then there's a blood crime. <laughs> Which yeah. is other, like, uh, big Greek themes. I'm sorry, Pete, that they got this depression on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that line is fucking incredible. It's real good. And then he calls him Judas is scaring at Hogwallop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That's wonderful. Iconic. Iconic Pete. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney is there in the wife that has run off's hairnets. Because he is a fancy lad that constantly has Dapper Dan. And like comb tricks. Like he's flipping the lid with it. Like he has dexterous knife skills, but it's a comb in his own hair. (laughs) I loved that his vanity is what was keeping the cops on his trail. Because like that's kind of Odysseus's thing of like, my name is Odysseus! (laughs) (laughs) All anyone asks, you can find me here with a list of my fears. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will not change. Yeah. Kept uh, finding Dapper Dan cans all over the woods. Like, it's, it's really well done. I forgot about the hairnet from his hog wallop yeah. wife thing. He, when he says his wife is gone, uh, Odysseus, or whatever, says uh, she must have been looking for answers. And I was thinking about that for a while. I don't know if there's anything to it, but, like, I like Yeah, what do you what mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Also, like, it's a really good, like, it's... It sounds deep, but also could be anything, so it's sure. not committal. <laughs> yeah, it made me think of that because I was already on this track of, like, this is a broken world, and, like, all are in despair. Yeah, nothing works here despair anymore. Despair as usual. You yeah. would need answers. <laughs> yeah, and then again, when we talk about the next, uh, like, meeting they have, it's with a whole congregation of singing people going to get baptized. Yeah. Is that right from... I think it. I think it's there. They, like, get to fix their car. Uh... I love that scene where he's like, the fop guy, I'm not fop, I don't say all that for Dan. He he has like, like, I I know I wrote it down, ain't this place a geographical oddity two weeks from everywhere, and I was like, that sounds like it's some kind of specific Odyssey reference, and it feels like being lost in the Aegean Sea, Yeah. Yeah. but I don't know, maybe not. (laughs) I see it. Something about King Aeolus blowing around. (laughs) They've got the car. Car's the boat. Yeah. Yeah, at one point, George Nelson refers to the steering wheel as the tiller. He says, take the tiller while he goes to shoot shots in the gap. It's a good catch. Right? Because they are just adventurers on boats. Just doing whatever. Oh, man. Are we we doing beat by beat? Because I don't want to forget that they took the pig. They take the pig with them out of the barn. 
yeah, Delmer saves it from the fire. And his face while holding that pig is un... I wish I could... I wish there was a way to show you, listeners, but yes, <laughs> you just have out. to dream. Look at his face. It's wonderful. Or watch the movie, yeah. Like, he, every frame of it. It's like he has perfect control to show me this like hopeful, kind of sad, dopey man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he totally... Like, and all of this movie is great, but I feel like it is worth saying that Tim Blake Nelson just totally steals it. Yeah. And is... Like, there's not a weak part in it, but yeah, yeah he is one of the strongest ones. He might ones. be the yeah. best. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're, I'm glad you brought up the pig, because Delmar and animals, I just feel like there's something there. Maybe it's just characterizing him as a sweetie pie, yeah. like, and that might be it. It works. But Yeah, so he saves the pig, and then, you're right, the next thing is the... Oh no, the gopher is with the sirens later. Yeah. No, the gopher's at that point, because he's sort of... They get yep. mesmerized into the song. He's like, that's all right. You can have the whole thing. Right. <laughs> Pete and I already shared one between us. Found a village yeah. of them. A whole village. You yeah. do it so well. I can't do the Delmar voice, but you can... Oh, it's, my goodness. It's a good one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Honestly, what I, offended me of that scene is they budged. They, they budged so hard, and like, aren't they supposed to stop sitting? That's like, okay, because that budging. sin is also forgiven. Yeah, so it's pre-dunk. <laughs> yeah, just get to the water <laughs> any way you can. Oh my god. Are the Baptists the lotus eaters? I was wondering that. Ooh! Because they're like eating something to like sedate them in a way that religion... I yeah, know. you're seeking oblivion. Yeah. And so seeking like total slate cleaning redemption is kind of similar. And he definitely uses it to bliss out for a big yeah. chunk yeah. of the movie. From it that is point the on. end of consequences yeah. that you're seeking, right? Totally. Like, oh my God. To not be responsible for your future anymore is sort of what that implies. Yeah, just a way out of the anxiety and desperation of the current circumstance. And we know that that's what Odysseus hated the most was the idea that he might not be in control for even one second. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and Everett is good at that, too. He's such a delightful little, like, no, butt no. boy about it afterward. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm the only one currently unaffiliated. Yeah. He's, He's so, so proud of himself. Yeah. I love that one. When they meet the, the guy, guy Tommy, sold yeah. Tommy, a young black man who sold his soul to the devil to play his guitar. And I love the, the way they say guitar. Yeah. It's, it makes me happy thinking about it. it sounds like they're already singing a song. Guitar. Uh... So he sells his soul, and he says, like, yeah, I heard of a man who will let you sing into a can and pay you. And, wow, uh, it's our boy, Bill, from King King of the Hill. I love that actor so much. Crap, I'm blanking on his name. I know, we should know his name. We should know. And he's in a bunch of Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, he's so talented. He's in a bunch of movies, generally. It's the yeah. best southern accent I've ever heard. Nothing soothes me more than a southern accent one done well. And not yelling at me. <laughs> to me, it's this perfect mix of, like, high and low status. Like, uh, it's eloquent, but, like, trashy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fascinating, and I use it as a self-defense. I know you do. Yeah. We have like, some American affiliation. I can't hurt nobody. <laughs> me? <laughs> Certainly not. I'm finer than a frog's hair split four ways. <laughs> Jesus. And then by that point, everyone's like, what are you doing to my day? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I love that uh, they just have a song. So, okay, they're singing a song. Yeah, they're ready to go. And they just have one at the ready. Who does that? Should we have that? So, you have that (laughs) if you live in a musical, which this movie is. Fair point. (laughs) Right. He can, they can bust it perfectly first try without singing it. It's <laughs> impossible to, for me to wrap my head around how that technology works. Like, now look at this needle vibrate and it's going to etch chords into some plastic mm-hmm. and then it can recreate the sound I through know. a tunnel. It, oh. it is worth saying that maybe all that's necessary is him for him to be honest about himself, mm-hmm. which he is in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. He is a man of constant sorrow from his perspective. That's He's true. like whining about it. So it's an authentic character song. And you know, Tommy sold his soul to the devil, so maybe it's reasonable to believe that that is enough power for these people to generate a hit, you know? Right. And then you just like... Like, maybe that's where, you know, the magic is really They're using from. Satan abilities. Well, Ooh. They also, Odysseus would. Oh, yeah. I, I would. Um, what does he do? He probably does. They get, like, infused is the, like, Greek word for, like, having God essence put into you. 
And there's a couple times in the Trojan War where Athena juices him up to really mm. succeed. Isn't it inspired? Inspired. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it feels like a Shaman King power-up. That's Which sick. I'm sure is relevant to everyone. Or wait, is it is the word I'm thinking of enthusiasm? And the root of that oh. word is to be, like, to have a god come over you, have the spirit of a god, like... I think so. I think it's the same thing. We should... Look up this one Greek word we've referenced twice now without knowing. That's Let's just get it wrong three times. Yeah, that's easier. Well, no, it'll be right. I like the music when it goes... <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Stephen Root is the name of the... He's also a blind character, which is important in Homer stories. Yeah. This one is like the... Oh, it's the blind bard uh, uh, from Phaeacia that tells the story of Troy, essentially. That makes sense. Yeah. And then... It, again, you know. not everything in this movie has a one-to-one or needs to. No. I just love making those connections. It is satisfying. It's fun for nerds like us yeah. to do that. Touchdown! Yay. Without athleticism. It is. Yeah, yeah it that's is. what I'm here for. So for anyone interested in linguistics corner, yeah, the word enthusiasm it comes from uh, the word theos originally, and then enthusiasm. Uh, Greek pronunciation is not a thing I can do. I bet you nailed it. Enthusiasmos. Mm. Uh, and it means, like, inspiration or frenzy, like when a god or a spirit, like, goes into He's you and, like, spirit. makes you do something crazy or awesome. That's yeah. rad. But that is the origin of our word for just, like, getting fucking jazzed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. So just, <laughs> you know, we often think about our world as, like, hollow and dead with nothing living in it in terms of the space between the particles, but, like... I yeah, think that is maybe a, there are spirits jacking us up all the time. Maybe. I think that's a thing that like religious people tell you is happening, or that is the goal yeah, of some true. of their stuff, right? Like they want to feel that spirit, whatever it is that's giving it to them. You're right, and it's I want ghosts. to. I want to believe that, but I'm just like, yeah. I mean, that's cool, but like, you know, come on, come on. What are we talking about here? He's not really pushing you over. He's <laughs> talking about. I feel like I've constantly got to be like, we're still talking about metaphors, weirdo. <laughs> Don't be weird and make this literal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they get so much money. Uh, he does another Odysseus trick, pretends they were more than they were so they can get paid $10 per person. Takes advantage of a blind guy. Yeah. yeah. Gets another $20 out of him, which is a fortune, as I That's understand it. gotta be a lot back then. I don't, I don't even know. Do you, okay, Google at this point knows what I'm doing when I open my phone, because when watching Mad Men, yeah. which I do all the time, know I am constantly is. like... Ooh, $50 in 1963. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need the context. I need the cultural context, Google. Oh you think God. at this point I would have a shorthand for the just a quick multiplier. Don's salary is $40,000, and that translated to $350,000. Yeah, it's like roughly times Damn. five in a bit, or times yeah. six or something. It's insane. Good lord. And then you gotta go into Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's the money. A lot of money, honey. Sorry, uh, I derailed that with my nonsense. No, that's a very real problem. I remember that issue in the player piano, like because it's written yeah. in the past, set in a dystopian future. So I was like, I don't even know. I, do you want to talk about Babyface? It's worth just mentioning him quickly. I don't really get the what. I was curious what part of the Odyssey this might be echoing, and other than like a guy who is. Hardcore and obsessed with being famous, like I thought Achilles briefly. Uh, I think it's Ajax, because he also goes crazy and kills a bunch of farm animals. Oh. Uh, when he uh, doesn't get the recognition oh, he thinks yeah. he deserves. Interesting. Right, so that could be the same thing oh for God, his derogative totally Oh, crushing it. George Nelson, famous <laughs> bank robber, at a time when everyone was so mad at the banks, like, they were pro-Bonnie and Clyde, right? Like, the <laughs> idea of murdering for money, that say, that seems more honest. <laughs> and, like that's wild and probably pretty true to the Greek state where it's like yeah you're a big tough hero man and a king we respect you but you're gonna just pass on by this town without murdering everyone and taking their wives and treasure get out of here get out of here get out of here I just big tangent wait what's that what's that what was that <laughs> and then his face is so hilariously pouty for his remaining, like, yeah. five-minute scene. Sulkily shoot a gun in the yeah. air, born and raised hell. Doesn't he just, like, walk into the woods? Yeah, he gives them all the money he stole and just walks just into the woods. Just walks a direction. It's yeah. pretty amazing. You're so on point with that being Ajax, and it's fucking incredible. Right? 
even after Ajax is dead, you see him in the underworld and he doesn't talk to him. He's still mad at Odysseus. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, so that's an inversion because when we see him on the way to die, that's he's right. very happy to have died in a positive light. He's the redemption arc of Ajax. Oh, God. Shit, right? Cow killer. Cow. Yeah, that's another important Odyssey beat. You kill a cow, you are punished by the gods forever. So many people told you not to do it. <laughs> the gods are so weird. They're like obsessed with killing cows and giving them part of it, but also they're like, if you kill the wrong cow, <laughs> I will fuck your universe. <laughs> I will make you fuck this cow. We're done. And then, you know. <laughs> that's how you get minotaurs. Okay, now is my favorite part. Another favorite part of the movie. Um, Pete's reaction to the sirens. Yes. Can you recreate it? Because in the distance you just hear the like, go to sleep, little baby. And he goes, ah! <laughs> oh! No, I don't know. It's like, what I wrote is a primal scream as he jams his fist into his mouth. Like, oh! <laughs> like the wild ape of Florida. The horniness is a yop. Palpable. It is off the chain. How long has he been He's in prison? Been in prison. Right? He. We find out later he was only two weeks short of finishing yeah. his whole sentence. Yeah, I thought that he was. had a ten-year sentence, but I don't know oh. why I thought that, and I can't base that. Either way, he has not seen a woman for a very long time. We are led to believe from his reaction. And I, he just goes full sprint to a river. Yeah, <laughs> which is a lot like how the sirens would work. So this this also fits. Yeah, it's incredible, and I immediately feel bad about. Saying that John Turturro isn't the best part of the movie because the thing. every good. part is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> These women are doing the most aggressively sexy laundry you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just slapping wet rags on rocks in time to their lullaby. <laughs> they get ever real drunk. Yeah. They get knocked out. And yeah, you're not sure where it leaves the moment exactly, but they wake up fully clothed except for a raptured set of clothes. That are empty. Pete's yeah. not there. His shirt's tucked in, but he's not in it. They <laughs> left his heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thump, thump. It's the, the like the face of utter horror on Delmar in that moment when he thinks he's seeing the still beating yeah. heart of his dead friend. But again, transmogrification, big yeah. Odyssey thing, big metamorphoses energy. So in this one minute stretch, we go from Delmar saying we got to find some kind of wizard that can change him back. Yeah. <laughs> Into the next scene with Big Dan the Cyclops, to whom they are introduced by saying, uh, we're adventurers, sir. Yeah! <laughs> and I'm just like, hell yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing, but also the exact thing you would say to someone to get mugged. Like, oh, you got <laughs> no support in town and no goals, just everything you own on you currently? Just wayward souls. Yeah. No connection. <laughs> no one will miss us if we don't come back. <laughs> and, like, there's probably more to say about Frog, but may maybe not. It'll it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now they're traveling yeah. with the Frog. Yeah. Thank you Lots of fox. compassion from Delmar to this Frog that he thinks is Pete. Yeah. He's trying to convince yeah, Everett that it is their friend. Gives him a box to bring it and into a And Everett's not sure. Yeah, like he's he is doubting. <laughs> it's so true. He will never admit it, but he is... Ready to accept the divine. <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to... Uh, deny. Yeah, to deny. Alright, then we have John Goodman as the Cyclops. Big Dan Teague. And he, he does this amazing thing where... He talks so fast and so beautifully that yeah. I, I would do anything for this man. Like, I get it. This is how you use John Goodman. It's yeah. really well done. And, like, he entrances them instantly with his patter about being a Bible salesman in tough times. Yeah, iconic. Oh, and, like, like, in one fell swoop gives them an excuse to get them alone and to get him even more food. Because we didn't cover that as much yeah. about Polyphemus, but he is, like, Jabba the Hutt. Constantly munching and burping up bits of dudes Jesus. and swilling that good wine. Oh. Yeah, he uh, he has a special sense of smell. Two times oh. he he first notices them. He detects them in the oh, restaurant yeah. with a double sniff, and he only smells it whenever it takes his wad of cash out. Yeah. And then he smells the money, and then later in the KKK rally, he smells that something is wrong. Right, and it's the pomade again. The yeah. fatal flaw oh. of this Odysseus. <laughs> Which also it's just it makes him in a tin. It, it's absolutely his hubris, like you know, yarn. But like, it's also very monstery to have like a guy snell, sniffing you smell out you. with extra beast powers. Yeah, it's a good way to characterize him as like a big nasty giant. And again, one eye is huge. 
tears a dead limb off a tree and starts clubbing yeah, him with it. Yeah, the way Everett just watches him do it. <laughs> he's like... And in, enjoying it. Like it's a demonstration of some sort. Yeah, he's still entranced. What's going on, Big Dan? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was like a nice way to make it how charlatany Everett is. Like, he think this guy has said like, you know, I'm smart like you. And so he's like, oh, okay, like, yeah. this guy's cool, so I gotta trust him immediately. And and his immediate reaction isn't like compassionate Delmer's of like, no. defend ourselves from this enemy. He's like, well, yeah, you just hit that guy I should be attached to. What's your point? What's your plan? <laughs> yeah, it's sociopath behavior. Amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the yeah. Cyclops gets to be a real scary Cyclops by crunching the frog out. Oh, yeah, so sad. he straight up obliterates that frog in yeah. his palm. And like, I know... That little boys do horrible things to frogs. Ugh. But once you're an adult, think it through. Because, like, wh- what did he do to you? No, you you have to be a monster. Right? <laughs> He's not exactly. human. And he, he really is a person who deserves, a character who deserves to be described as, like, a total fucking Monstrous. monster. Yeah. He's cruel to animals. He takes advantage of people. Yeah. He's in the KKK. Yeah, he's literally trying in the KKK. to kill a black guy. Yep. Oh my god, I can't wait till we get that scene. So good. Um, what happens after that? Moving they, right along. Oh. We see Pete's betrayal, probably, where he is uh, threatened with lynching and being whipped horrendously. Yeah. Ugh. I, okay, so I like that scene where he's being whipped by Satan slash Poseidon and yeah. his cronies. And, like, clearly he's coded Satan. He has fire in his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tommy alludes to him indirectly. As the devil. The empty-eyed white guy. Um, but, like, and, you know, there's good Poseidon reasons just in terms of it being Odysseus. Something that I might just be, like, this is nothing. But in that scene, he's, like, talking to Pete and trying to get information out of him. And then there is a flash of thunder at which he goes, like, he goes, mm, to the thunder, I swear to God. So and then turns his head and goes, okay. And I'm like, he's reacting to Zeus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And awesome. I think that that's just, like, totally not anything, and I'm crazy. <laughs> but since he reacts, like, the same frame as the thunder. As the thunder happens. But it's a movie. Thunder could also be Christian God. Everything. Devil, exactly. Right. Like, they're in that play for his soul, which is a thing we're to believe is this constant struggle. And you know what? That's what it is. I mean, I guess it's both, but yeah. that's, like, the characters are more, like, we're in a Christian moment yeah. with, like, some cool, there's a lot of cool allusion to the Greek story obviously going on, but, like, but the they're not going to exclude, yeah. they're not going to exclude Christian imagery from this movie, a Christian meaning from this movie, and, and like, why would they? Because it rocks. It also is a good way to code your characters as pious, right? Like, without having them have to sacrifice a bunch of animals and pour out libations of wine to get a point across, totally. like mm-hmm. Homer does. Yeah, so I'm putting it's too far a point yeah. on it. It's just the divine, and it's, really like, cool. it's all that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. It's He's also incredible. a little bit Hades because he has a dog companion. Yeah, I had that thought as well. Right? time. Because, yeah, he's, he's also got death imagery oh, going, specifically. Damn, I wanted to say the little kid was almost Hermes-like because he protects them at the shack I've identified as Circe's and has magic-enhanced feet to help them escape. Oh, yeah, he does. Because he ties the blocks on his toes to reach the pedals That's when really he steals cute. a car. Um, <laughs> I think we're at the new Sudas. Are we at the new, oh, the new, the new suitors? Right, so we find out Everett's oh found God. his actual motivation was to get back to stop his wife from marrying someone else. Mm-hmm. That's Odysseus's whole jam. And uh, it's amazing, because she's told their seven children yeah. that he was obliterated by a train. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> you'll never see him again. That's the end, because that's less dishonorable than living the rapscallion life that he does. And Telemachus was obliterated into seven girls. <laughs> I was going to ask your take on that. That makes the most sense. I think Telemachus doesn't matter. Exactly. It matters that there is baby. Yeah. yeah. Babies. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Like, they it, felt it, like this is just this the edition, vibe. Yeah. It's, it would have been weirder to have a four-book intro about those kids before we got to the previous yeah. game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think she's a cool Penelope. Yeah. I think that she's a very Coen Brothers character, which I like. Like, this is a very... Uh, George Clooney and Holly Hunter is, like, a very... Coen Brothers comedy type of thing. Like, it feels like Fargo. It feels like Burn After Reading. Yeah. It's great. Um, like, he's shitty and beleaguered, and she's, like, firm and also unreasonable, and mm-hmm. just, like... She is so good at, like, immediately worldly, as opposed to, like, all the, like, 
ephemeral bullshit Everett's constantly doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, with his fancy speech and lies. Well, she's the one responsible for those kids, and yeah. she really feels like Everett isn't. Yeah. And his Fair. job in this movie is to become that responsible person, or give them something to latch on to. Because otherwise, it seems like she's still emotionally attached to Everett, and Penelope, I think it would be a very different situation because they were filthy rich when Odysseus left, right? Like, they had resources. Yeah, they, they were did, just at risk. They were dwindling, yeah. right, because of how many years of suitors. Yeah, and the hospitality. But, but you're right, like, the circumstances are the depression. Yeah, yeah. people much are more barely real. surviving. And Immediate. Penny oh. needs to support those kids, and she found a man who's able to do that. She had no real way to do that on her own. In, so. In, so I think that it's both a very true Penelope in that she's doing what she can mm-hmm. within her societal role. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that has obviously changed in 1930s America, and so it's like she is decisive, and she is crafty, and she is, like, a survivor. And I think that, like... Those are all things that we could say about the classical Penelope. Yeah, there are beats in the source text, like whatever translation you read, where she infers that like maybe it would be better if Odysseus doesn't come back, because then I don't have to hold on to this dead idea anymore, and we could actually move forward into a yeah. thing that works. God, that's such an interesting dimension. Why didn't we talk about that? I, we didn't do enough Penelope, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough time for Penelope. Mm-hmm. One day we'll do Penelope yet. Ooh! Or, yeah, or we could do a book club on Cersei. Mm-hmm. But yes, Mrs. Incredible knocks it out of the park. <laughs> yeah! Iconic. Have you guys, real quick, have you guys seen Raising Arizona? No, no. I haven't. That's, uh, like, one of the first Coen Brothers movies. Well, it's older, yeah. uh, and she's a very similar character. She's a cop who falls in love with a guy who only wants to steal from gas stations but doesn't want to hurt anybody. Awesome. And she books him so many times that she falls in love with him. But she's just... Holly Hunter does that, like, deadpan firmness so well. And it's in, like, such an adorable package because she's, like, four foot eleven and has, like, that voice. Yep. Yeah, Holly Hunter is magic. She's really good. I hope I'm saying her name right. I hope that's her name. I'm not worried about mispronouncing it. I'm worried about saying the right name. Holly Hunter, yeah. You did this to yourself, though, you realize. Yeah. (laughs) What you've deliberately done (laughs) to Julia Robert Boots. We have to talk about the suitor. Yeah, uh, he's a suitor. He's iconic. I love him. He Walt is drip. a tall boy. Such a weirdo. All drip. All yeah. drip. It's such a burn of a name. It's perfect. Super burn. His yeah. fisty cuffs moment. That uh, is incredible. He got reach. George yeah. Clooney's like this. Yeah. <laughs> he's practically dancing at him. Yeah. Good podcast yeah. material. But What's he like again? Palms forward. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he's doing flips now. Walter puts <laughs> palms in. <laughs> it's the twist. Yeah. The marks and they're period. both like long boys, or yeah. especially Waldron. Yeah. yeah, he's the lankiest man of ever. Vernon, he's the suitor, but he does the honorable thing of like, don't talk to my fiance like that because Everett's being a little bitch boy at the moment. <laughs> oh yeah, and like has not been a good father. No, the pater familius. Yeah, uh, he, this is in this scene. Ulysses is a total asshole yeah. to everybody. He calls uh, Penelope an unconstant succubus. Ugh. Yeah. And then he gets his ass beat. You can't swear at my fiance. <laughs> yeah, Waldrop's great. He's a good suitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we don't learn until later that he is the campaign manager of yeah. a white supremacist. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like pretty much a good guy for Penelope. He's just, he's on the wrong side. Yes. Yeah. And I feel for him. Like, again, that's also up in the air in Homer. Like, we didn't talk about the part where all the ghosts of the suitors go to hell <laughs> and give a very different version to Agamemnon about oh, what happened. They're like, shit. we were just chilling. And, like, they got <laughs> real crazy about it and overreacted. And then Agamemnon tells them again about how all women are evil. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Everett does that afterwards. Yeah, he has. He oh, definitely yeah. has a speech. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I think I wrote it down. What do you it's... I, I remember thinking that it was just, like, very Coen Brothers in that it is, like, this wry stuff, and he's so obviously in the wrong and being a prick about it that I never once feel, like, affronted by it. Yeah. No. He's just such a douche. But he's like, going through I'm it. I'm yeah. happy to be watching him. Yeah, yeah he's going right. through it. And reacting badly, and that's fun to watch. He yeah. just feels like a character that you trust even when he's being, like, a little dick. Like, as a viewer, I, like, yeah. trust I don't know why I feel that way. Because he's, he's handsome and fast-talking. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, he's really good at being a hero. Yeah. We're in his perspective. Exactly. But he swindled me. <laughs> like Severian. Like everyone. Oh no. Get your Gene Wolf out of here. It's not time yet. We're not ready. Oh. I, I think it's. <laughs> That's the Gene Wolf. He's circling. <laughs> Don't let me he's fire. getting closer. <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, but yeah, we're coming up on finale stuff, right? Well, we're coming up on the other best scene of the movie at at the movies. Oh, yeah, they don't know what to do. <laughs> They're lost in life. And then all the prisoners from the local jail that they had busted out of are stomped in. And who's there? It's Pete. He wasn't a dead frog. He was a jailed man. Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> we thought he was <laughs> do not <see> <laughs> Like, what is he supposed to do with We Thought You Was a Toad? Hey, yeah. like, that, how, it's amazing. How, he's just speaking, he's singing his heart song. Yeah. Right? Like, we have to catch him up on what's happened. <laughs> this was a really big deal for us, and him especially. It's oh, incredible. Man. Then they sneak in at night and break him out again, because apparently you can just do this. Like, they're really Yeah, it's, like, not even a problem. It's yeah, as soon as they decide to get him out of jail, it's done. <laughs> they just do it. And then I think that's when the reveal comes of, like, he's heartbroken. He's like, oh, I told him where the treasure is. I'm sorry. I am scum. Yeah, I've betrayed my friends. I am the lowest of the low. And that compels Odysseus into having a weird moment of honesty, which doesn't happen all the time. And he <laughs> says, there wasn't a treasure. I just had to tell you guys that so you would escape with me. Amazing. Yeah. And then they fight into the bushes. Oh, yeah. And discover the clan. Stumble like, upon a KKK This oh. movie moves so fast, but it does it so well. Yeah. yeah. Like, and they see their friend is in trouble. The, he, their guitarist that they had picked up that had helped them become famous. They didn't know they're famous yet, but it helped them earn money. Well, we don't need to, like, yeah. Yeah. The, I, I get think, into beats too fast. <laughs> I, I need to talk to you about this. Do they actually dance like that in the Ku Klux Klan? Definitely not. They're doing the Wizard of Oz thing. And I was like, there's no way they're this coordinated or athletic. <laughs> Maybe they rehearse. I don't know. Like, I, I think that watched every chapter meeting. probably did different things, but it's safe to guess that they were like fucking... Nerds? Total just nerds. Not yeah. a super flattering segue, but like the Mormons were famous dancers. That's a... Oh, like, that's right, true. Why people gotta move their feet. It's often in a, you know, in a line or a square. Yeah, it's... <laughs> but they feel it. Oh, you mean and a there's a fiddle. Yep. <laughs> Four lines. Uh, Man, that was a big day. I wrote, that is the most cringe racist theater kid energy I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like for their dance? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just oh. like skipping in circles with your arms out. Oh. I do like the harmony they do. The, it's like, very When spooky. they're just doing like ghost sounds. Yeah. Oh. And the most... Oh. Oh. See, it's too fun to make sounds. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're not giving the fun of dancing and singing together enough credit. <laughs> yeah, this group's got some crazy ideas. <laughs> Boy, do I love to slap my knees and dance. And the Cyclops is in the KKK also. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know. specialized hood with one I eye love hole. that shot. So one good. eye hole It's so hug. scary. It it's is. like for that one second, you're actually looking at a real Cyclops. Yeah. Yep. And it He's turns in out the, <laughs> the highest wizard is the reform candidate yep. that will soon be governor of all the land. Uh, and they break out their buddy. There's an amazing flag well, toss. And there's also his associate who is a little man, uh, oh, a yeah. little person, who also has specialized robes that might be for, like, clan children. I don't know. Like, I think yeah. he just, they're made to order. They just, yeah, but... Bespoke. If you're going for anonymity, it might not be the best idea to join the clan as a little person. As the only <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I guess this town, it's like, you don't need to keep it on the DL. You need to keep Even it on the little. fake DL. Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprise. Like, I think that Homer Stokes is pretty surprised by the fact that he's like, you know, uh, black people bad. And they're like, wait a minute. No, they're not. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, he's expecting <laughs> everyone to be excited to finish a lynching that he had started earlier. Yeah. So I why is yikes. he that off base? Like, why? I guess they just learned that racism is bad when yeah. they, it turned out that the band that they liked. Oh, they can make a music. They'll fix everything. Uh, yeah. Cause this was made in the year 2000 when race theory was like, we're going to rewrite history. So that everyone shares our morals all the time. This except is the for point villains. in time where the like, progressive thing to say was, I don't see color. Totally. Right. right. Oh, God. Right. Like, that if I right. ignore everything about it, I'm helpless. Because, so, like, there is technically a blackface moment in this movie, right? Is there? Like, so, when they're they, in the KKK yeah. and they get demasked, everyone's like, those are colored folk. And right. the idea is that they are so dirty yeah. that they think they're black. Amazing. Which is like, 
Not only unnecessary, yeah. but, like, I don't see it. Like, yeah. they're not that dirty. No. Like, there's dirt on... I don't know. It, it just feels... Th- it's a weird moment, because I don't need another uh, piece of evidence that, like, makes me think the clan would still do violence to them. And to be clear, I'm not saying... I'm not even saying I'm offended by it explicitly. I'm just saying it's... It was weird. weird. It was weird. It's a hat on a hat. It is a hat on a hat. Mm-hmm. And I guess it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I don't... Is that what we're calling weird now? Hats on hats? No, it's just like an unnecessary detail on a thing that's already like really... Established, right? Like you already sold us on this. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so Stop the cool selling. shit they do is uh, drop a big fiery cross on them after whipping a javelin at the Cyclops' eye. It's a they, nice inversion of the uh, Odyssey. They can't where, let yeah. the flag touch the ground because they're all nerds again. It's another <laughs> nerd rule that they have to follow on death, apparently. Yeah, like, it's a real thrill. <sighs> And now to the last best part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where they somehow make it back to town and again just go backstage to perform as a band. Yeah, they just walk on, they're yeah. like, we're on, and they're like, okay, <laughs> we can't get in the front door. Don't worry, we have these fake beards. <laughs> I never thought to ask where those came from. Yeah, we don't know. That's fine. Doesn't matter. And then they just start playing whatever they feel like because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I believe this about folk musicians, though, that they are entirely unflappable and you can just say any song to them in any key and they are ready to go first try. In the neighborhood of B, fellas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? They just know the I mean, it, I believe it if you're a career musician, like, and people... Yeah. Like, that's, like, the only joy that people can experience in their free time they do for, like, a lot of human history. How important music is to yeah. these people at this time, that, like, they have become famous without knowing it from releasing their Constant Sorrow record. So true. That is a common thing in times of uh, hardship, that you will go back to an older time for music. Like, you will be yeah. nostalgic for older music. Mm. I think we're seeing that now with the 70s. There's a lot of, like, disco-inspired songs coming out using older riffs. And, I don't know, that could be argued because we're, like... You know, there's also the fads, but, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to delineate, since I'm not a music historian, but I think what is, like, happens. the cyclical nature. But, yeah, like, I would be curious to know what coronavirus did in terms of, like... Spotify regression, downloads? but, no. like, this, like... But this Instant was, nostalgia feeling for comfort. And this was common in the depression of, like, they're going back to even older folk songs to yeah. get comfort. Old time religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Pappy O'Daniel sees as an opportunity. The crowd loves the soggy bottom boys. His opponent doesn't and really shows his ass in public. Yeah. He loses the crowd instantly. And Pappy O'Daniel, whose name is also Menelaus, gets on stage <laughs> and pardons them. Which is the only way you can atone for a blood crime, is if a god, priest, or king cleanses you of that sin. Uh. Yeah. It's incredible, because it's like this high point celebration. I'm going to move quick here. Yeah. yeah. And then we go to, you know, he saved his marriage, and he's going to get the ring out of the old chiffer robe or whatever. And, like, Satan is there, and he's going to kill them, because he's still pissed. We were pardoned by, you know, the temporal world. Man's law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Means nothing. And I'm sure they have a specific line. I think he literally, yeah, he laughs and goes, the law, the law is a human institution. Yep. Perhaps you should start making your prayers. Like. Pretty explicit. It's pretty explicit. It gives Odysseus the great come, literal come to God moment. Directly literal come to God moment. Yeah. Uh. And also just, yeah, having having the detail of, like, Satan slash Poseidon getting to spurn the machinations of kings and, like, men. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, delicious. The yeah. guy, I don't know the actor's name, but that guy is in lots of stuff. Seinfeld Malcolm boss. in the middle. He's, like, a mean principal, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mean he does boss. it well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, they all have to come to face their mortality. They thought they had won, and it was snatched from their fingers. And at the last second, when all is lost... The lake is flooded, like we were told it was going to do, and it washes everything away. Yeah. Which is like, you know, poseidon and biblical. Yeah. It's another coming out of the underworld thing, because they're literally floating on a coffin. Yep. That's great. I know, I loved that. So good. It's a good shot. Presumably their own coffin. And Tommy, what you riding there? <laughs> uh, I don't think Delmer says that line. But it's the shiver It'll have roll the ring that they desk. need. Oh, shit. <laughs> the roll-top desk. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to... I forgot to say with Homer... When they were, like, throwing him out of the, his own they run him out rally. They tie him to a battering ram. <laughs> they just take him away. Like, where does he go? To jail? Just away? 
you bounce them out. It's very humiliating. Everyone laughs at you, and it cannot be comfortable for your downstairs. Disgraced politicians get <laughs> tied to battering rams. Right. Now. Yeah, and this I broke... is a time when politicians were accountable for their actions <laughs> when they were still within getting distance of the common people. Is that a re- like so? That's the expression. Like we wrote about on a rail. Is that what's going on here? Or yeah, is it's it... a rail post? That's a thing. Oh, cool. yeah, that is neat. Okay, mm. that's fun. But yeah, that's like that's the plot. My some of my favorite stuff is like the Satan slash Poseidon stuff. Uh, he's he's wonderful, and like the the reverence or fear that Tommy gives him and all that. They convey it so well without having to explicitly describe to you what they're feeling. Like it is a really well made movie. Yeah, I just like that they're all in on it together, and they're it doesn't. I mean, they're not having a good time, but like they seem like good friends, and they have each other's back to an extent. Yeah, that's another moment where Everett is better than Odysseus, because Odysseus can't save a single friend, <laughs> and everyone hated him <laughs> for keeping insulting Cyclopses and trying to, yeah. They, they Odysseus is a dick. Oh, dick. But it, and so it's Complicated like, man. so Everett ultimately has the humility and is rewarded for it, and so he's like, better than Ulysses? Oh, than, yeah. than Odysseus? Uh, yeah, I think so, because like, if we accept any of those, like the... Uh, Telegoniad, or whatever the epilogue was. Yeah. Uh, Odysseus dies, like, angry and sad and unfulfilled. Oh, yeah. Right? So, Everett's doing much better. His wife sets him a Herculean task, yeah. I mean, or a heroic task. Yeah. Of finding the actual ring in a different piece of furniture in the flooded cabin. I love that, yeah. Hilarious. It ends on, like, the next chapter, basically. Another impossible quest. Yeah. yeah. It was It was a really beautiful story. And we do see the, uh, the blind. The last thing we see is the blind prophet on his rail cart singing the same song as his daughters. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of it's like it's not a Deus Ex Machina in that the the god does anything from the machine, but it's just like a book ending of the divine overview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like how again the Odyssey ends when Athena comes down and says so. Yeah. Right. Like story over. That <laughs> <laughs> is one of the functions of the story gods. Story over. Yeah. Saggy Bottom Boys is going to lead us all in a chorus of You Are My Sunshine. Thank you, boys. Children, it's one of our favorites. Fun. You're going to go far. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy. His name is Homer Stokes, and yeah. it's like, he stokes racial tensions. Yep. But he's Homer. The, I always want to know what the, like, relationship is between the author and the, like, source material that they're making, like, a, an allegory of. And yeah. Because like, Homer, that, this villain is not the author of the story in the way Homer is. But, like, is it a way of vilifying, okay, it's not vilifying. I'm going to read you, since we have extra, or, yeah. like, a time. A note I made is, what does it mean that Menelaus' enemy is the reform candidate? And I thought, since he's later revealed to be in the KKK, is this like a setup between sort of like a classical worldview versus the American Christian worldview? They're like at odds. Like Menelaus is one and Homer Stokes is the other one. And Stokes is keep on the sunny side of life. And it's sort of along the same lines of like a, an American Christian, like just... Ignore the bad things. Everything well, is fine. Uh, stay positive vibe. Uh, he's, you know, he's telling everyone I can fix it and, like, not telling them how. So he's, yeah. you know, giving easy answers to complicated questions. And that, okay, that is a much more succinct version of what I was trying to say. And so you contrast that with Papio Daniel Menelaus, it's which is like... money. I don't think there's anything good or redeeming no, about him. But it's, it's just like there is a quote-unquote dignity... And tradition, and like you know, in some ways, those two do balance out as like Homer versus like the Cohen brothers, or Homer versus like American Christianity, and it's just like comparing the two societies in which these stories took place. I, don't know. I was just gonna say, in like the another Greek point is kings were anointed by Zeus, like they were literally the divine choice, right? Totally. So that was established as the natural order, right? So again, 
the good and bad judgment might not help us as much as we'd like in a modern context. But, but that just the right choice. That makes it sound like divine right in Menelaus yeah. versus like populism. Yeah. In Homer Stokes, which is like just Trump now, I guess is the standard that we. It use. is, but it's but also it works like, really well. It's uh, Odysseus's other enemies, right? Like the people that say like. We don't have to live like this with a guy that kills all our sons. And, like, we probably shouldn't. And then Athena fucking smacks them down. Fuck. Right? It's weird. I think, yeah. I think Odysseus I, I, is not, like, the good guy of the end of the story. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean that it was coming down on one side or the other. But just, like, I was trying to figure out... Like, they're setting up this, like, great opposition that's happening... Sort of above the heads of our like of our boys on an adventure. Yeah. And they are connected. So I don't know if there's like a an actual statement there or it's just setting up the two disparate forces. But it feels cool. Right, because they need the highest authority opposed to yeah. them to again redeem them and uh, cleanse them of their sins. Yeah, that's true. And then it's just like reveal that the ultimate authority is beyond man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's a very Zeus thing too, right? I also think this movie's of great. It's Papio, got so much. Yeah, so great. Papio Daniel's team are like Olympians to me because I they're so. so affluent and Dressed like in fancy. White. They're all white and like immaculately made up. And they're kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> dumb. And yes, Papio man. be laughing. Not out the back of his face though. Nope, just the regular side. <laughs> just the regular side. <laughs> yeah. oh. Thank you for joining us on our movie club. I'm Sarah, and I'm just gonna go tie my local disgraced politician to a uh, rail. <laughs> Rail I wish you would. I wish I would too. <laughs> and I'm a Dapper Dan man. Oh, fuck you for how easy that was. There's I know. like five Dan. It's so, so good. easy. Your, That's the Dan brand. Baby. Your name rhymes with everything too. Yeah. Like, you have so many opportunities. A for gift gold. from God. No, I've got it. Was. I've got mine. Sorry. <laughs> and that, and I'm gonna R U N N O F T O M out of here. <laughs> uh, I put my name in there. Run That's the Tom. joke. It's the funniest way to do it. <laughs> it's a good way. It's a good way. Thank you for listening to our uh, rundown of Oh Brother Where Art Thou, one of our favorite movies. Yeah, go watch it. Listen to the soundtrack. Just get transported to that wonderful time and space. You could, yeah, movie. You, you know what, podcast listener, you could listen to the soundtrack right now. Uh, it's really accessible and probably on the music thing you're using. And honestly, like, in case we didn't say it enough, it's kind of the highlight of the movie with yeah. a million highlights, like a million equal highlights. It is the best one, just like all the other ones. And but, until you do, Sarah's just gonna take it away with a yodeling solo. A yodeling squeaky sound. Yeah, keep doing it. One more.